Hola and good morning to all of you here, our Metropolitan Culture Corner family. I am especially glad that you are tuning in this month because our guest is someone I've wanted to interview for a very long time. Her name is Felissa Williams. Her brand is Thembi Fashions. She is a local fashion designer, stylist, image consultant, and personal chef. Her work, whether you're eating it or wearing it, is truly like none other. In fact, this is the Thembi Fashions original. I have had the good fortune to work with Felissa for a number of years now, and I'm telling you, her clothes are as comfortable as wearing pajamas, but they just make you look very rock and roll. Felissa was born in British Guyana in South America. She later moved to Washington, D.C. and a bunch of other places in between, and will go on to study at the University of Maryland, the Cordovan School of Art, and the London Image Institute. But at the time, she was focused on other creative fields, such as photography, graphic design, and psychology. 15 years ago, she discovered her passion for the needle and has never looked back. She started out by creating one-of-a-kind designs both for herself and for local artists in Washington, D.C., where she put on her first trunk shows. Since moving to Barcelona, she has put on solo fashion shows at the Soho House and other venues and has participated in fashion industry events such as African Fashion Week. Her dresses are truly unique. Each one is one-of-a-kind, hand-sewn. Her vision when designing is to accentuate a woman's silhouette and enhance her natural beauty, allowing her to feel sexy, classy, fun and comfortable all at once. Whatever her age, whatever her body type, and whatever she's doing, including leaping around on the stage like I do. She believes that a woman has to feel good in the clothes she wears in order to be able to present her true self to the world. Felissa is one of the few people I know who truly lives by this philosophy in all of her professional work. So please welcome Felissa Williams of Thembi Fashions to the Metropolitan Culture Corner. I like to be comfortable in everything that I wear. So I started making these clothes for myself, of course. And since I was always riding a bicycle or doing something active, I was like, I need to be able to wear these clothes on a bike and be active and dance and so on and so forth. But I still wanted to look good. That's how I sort of started to develop this ease and comfort, so to speak. So like you're feeling sexy, but you're feeling comfortable. You're just kind of in it and feeling great like yourself. Hello and welcome and thank you very much for joining us today. Um, so why Barcelona? Yes, born in British Guyana, left when I was still a baby, naturalized in Puerto Rico, <laughs> moved to New York, Brooklyn, then to DC, no, Long Island, then to DC, <laughs> then to Japan, and then back to DC and Barcelona. So bing, 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 all over. And why Barcelona? After all like the cities that I visited, just seemed right. I don't know. I always had a really nice connection. I think it started with art. You know, it was such a colorful city and the Gaudi, the street, even the sidewalks looked beautiful and the street lamps. I just felt inspired here for some reason. Also, I was dating someone here. So I was in a long distance relationship for like two years. So I was always traveling. So he showed me a lot. So through him, I got to love the city. Your dresses and your other pieces are very distinct. And with most of them, you know that it's a Thembi Fashions dress from across the room. There are particular recognizable signature elements, which are your trademark, I would say. But how would you describe what you do to someone who's never seen your work before? Hmm. I've actually had someone who's bought one of my dresses tell me that she felt when she wore it, it was like wearing dancer clothes every day. You know, like she felt like she could move and dance and feel free and comfortable in the dress but like every day feel that way so I feel like my dresses are like a new sort of sexy comfort I feel sometimes that I get lucky when I make a dress I just sort of literally throw the material onto the mannequin sometimes and just kind of see where it falls I allow the dress to tell me what to do with it if that makes any sense <laughs> 
So like I allow the material to do its natural thing and then I just sort of move it around the body how I know it will move well on a person or look well on that person. Do you remember the first dress you ever yeah. What was it for? It was for a singer, actually. Her name's Deborah Bond in D.C. And she had like her first big show in this small club in D.C. And she said, I want it to be like strapless and sexy, little things that she wanted. And I did it and she loved it. And since then in D.C. I was making her dresses. So funny that I'm still working with singers. And my first dress I made was for a singer. Like the world comes yeah. full circle. I love it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> because playing music is kind of like sports. I mean, you're up there jumping around and you have to be able to breathe. And most clothes that are cool looking are not comfortable. So it makes sense to me. You mentioned that you just kind of let the fabric tell you what to do. But how is living in different places with different cultures and styles from D.C.? to Barcelona to Japan. How has the culture of each place right. influenced what you do? Or has it? When I lived in Japan, I mean, I moved there hoping we could do something with fashion, but that didn't happen. It was kind of like, okay, you're not Japanese. You don't know Japanese. And you didn't come from like a big name company in the States. So we can't do anything for you. But what I did like about Japan in general is their style of layering. They layer their clothes in such a way that we can never do because we'll look like potatoes, you know, but but also they have a flowiness about their clothes that I also appreciated. So I guess maybe the flow of things came from there. But then also just traveling and living in different places. I went to Greece for two weeks or something a while ago. And when I came back, all of my dresses were very Grecian-like. I couldn't get out of this idea of these statues that I saw all over the place, just how they had the material falling. It's just kind of incorporate different aesthetics as you see it you know but i think that an asian style is always in there somewhere and also like a very vintage sort of a feel because i love vintage clothes as an artist you end up being affected by all these different influences like you said as you travel as you live your life as you continue to work and create but you also study in art schools image institutes in london and in other places so is there something important the academic environment gave you when it comes to executing your pieces or is it all just been learning on the fly i never learned anything formally about fashion design. I mean, I took a few tailoring classes, but nothing concrete. So I went to art school for photography and graphic design. And there I learned that I love color and shapes. So that's what I got out of that school and taking pictures as well. I love photography. But in those classes, I just became very attuned to colors and shapes and lines and things like this. I think that helps in my fashion because I can think about how like puzzles go together. That's how I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna make a dress out of triangles and that's what I'm gonna do today. I'm just gonna cut a bunch of triangles and I'm gonna put them together and it's gonna become a dress. But then when I went to image consulting, that's what I did in London. I went to learn to become an image consultant because that has nothing to do with fashion. Image consultant is about the person and and showing that person how to wear clothes that suit them, not how to be trendy and stylish. But this helps with fashion because then you're able to incorporate what you know about styling a person, but also enabling yourself to find the way for that person to be stylish, but also look comfortable for them. Because not everybody looks the same, like when you see that outfit in the window of Zara or wherever, you know, you can't just go and buy that outfit and be like, why don't I look like that mannequin? <laughs> You know, so image consulting helped me to learn how to dress a person for their body, 
state to be able to make a dress for that person's body as well. That was one of my questions because at the moment, you're currently yeah. the stylist and image consultant for the series You Make Me Feel Lonely, which is shooting now. So what is the difference yeah. between creating your own pieces, expressing your artistic compulsions versus creating an entire world with a bunch of different characters in it? I mean, how do you have to adapt to do that? I was asked to be the wardrobe stylist for the cast of Seven. So it was like four guys, three women. What I did to prepare for that was go to readings of the series. So I'd sit down on the readings so I could kind of watch how the characters interacted. And then I went to like a practice in film terms, it's called something else, I don't remember. So I'd go there and then I was able to see how they actually were going to be acting and moving in their part, which helped me to understand what they should be wearing. So I kind of studied their body movements so that I could learn about their character to be able to dress them for that part, but also make sure that they didn't look strange because it still had to be them, but the character of them. It's fun. I mean, I like a challenge. Well, congratulations. I can't wait to see the series. Yeah, thanks. We have two more days of shooting this week. Speaking of body types and making things look good on people, which is what I like about your work because I've seen the same dress on a supermodel and on me who's like not <laughs> a supermodel and on right. someone who's physically larger than me and the same dress sometimes look good on all three body types. So this was one of my questions. You don't only work with your stick thin supermodels. You also work with people who are on stage jumping around. You work with plus size models as well. I'm recently in a charity event that raised money for women with cancer. So why is it important to you to work with all different body types? First of all is because because my friends, who are always the models in my show, I always use people that I know, they are of all different shapes and sizes and ethnicities and colors and cultures. So I want them to be comfortable in my clothes and feel good about themselves. So I was just like, let me make dresses for little, big, tall, short, so on and so forth. Clothing needs to be like this. I feel it's very important for whoever puts it on to feel comfortable and sexy. And as you said, one dress can fit five or six different people. And the reason for that is the cut of the dress, but also the material that I use is always heavy on the spandex, the elasticity of it, because your body makes the dress, if that makes sense. And so that's why anyone can wear it, because depending on how your body is, the dress will form to you. So when I'm making it on the mannequin, because all dresses are made on the mannequin, I'm sewing it to the curves. So your curves are going to mold them. Your approach to fashion is very practical and very everyday. Do you feel like the fashion world in general is evolving to become more practical? Or do you feel like there are still a lot of barriers to entry depending on body type, race, age? I have started to see some changes in terms of models. I see more African-Americans, uh, Dolce Gabbana or something. They might use like someone's grandmother or mom or something, which is kind of nice. But the models are still quite skinny on the runway. There was a time when they were talking about how they couldn't be a certain size. They were trying to change the image of the women to get away from this whole super waif look. But truthfully, the super waif look is still there. I mean, it never went away. One thing that is changing, however, in the fashion is the kind of clothes people are making because they have all these new gender norms. So the clothing has changed for this. So they're now making these gender neutral lines or making things saying, okay, it's for men, it's for women, which I think is great. So it's also saying a man and a woman can be wearing the same thing, which I think is amazing. 
And so they're also turning to models who are also kind of looking like a man or a woman. There's a little bit of a movement, but not as much as there should be, I suppose. I mean, I think that fashion is always going to be geared towards one side or another regardless. It's all about trends, just depends on what's going on in, in history. And there's like a foundation that dictates fashion anyway. If you're not on that board, not much is going to change. Foundation in terms of an actual foundation of people, or you mean like a historical foundation? No, I mean like a people. For example, to be a couture designer, there's rules and there's things you need to always go by. Couture means handmade. Everything is handmade. That's why I say that my clothes are everyday couture because I make them myself by hand and you can wear them every day. But actual couture is these insane expensive pieces you see on the runway that take months to bead and sequin and so on and so forth. You have to be in that association to be able to do couture. You can't just do it. To be a high-end fashion designer, they have rules. That's why I don't really want to be there because I don't feel like following those rules. You strike me more as somebody who wants to follow your own inspiration. Speaking of having a different vision and also speaking of everyday wearability, I know that you are in the process of creating a new line of clothing, which is not the same thing as the Thembi fashion hand-created dress. It's called Toujours Thembi, if I'm saying that right. Toujours meaning everyday in French, as in everyday wear. What's the difference between the thing you're working on for the launch in the fall versus the pieces you've made in the past and why? What inspired the project? So Toujours Thembi, so I'm taking it like, not everyday, but always, like always Thembi. Because I chose this name because even though the line is completely different, from them be fashions it is still them be that's the reason why it's toujours them be it's always going to be them be fashions so the difference here is that this line is consistent whereas them be fashions every piece is different right every dress is its own unique dress but toujours them be is going to be sold online a collection that you can purchase but you just choose like a color for example, high casual leisure wear, so to speak, like really flowy, nice pants and shirts and kimono style jackets and beautiful, simple wrap dresses and long flowy skirts and things that you can wear at any time, all the time. I'll put out like two collections a year. So it'll be like fall, winter and spring, summer, just with a couple of different tweaks of inspiration, depending on how I feel. So this collection is also about 90% of it is gender neutral so that anybody can wear it. Yeah. That's the idea. I feel great about it, but it's new for me because I'm used to making one-offs of everything. When is the new line coming out? Within the first week of November, it should be online for sale. And I'm launching it on this independent designer website here in Barcelona, but it's like all over the world. It's called La Voga. So mm -hmm. it'll be on that website as well as my own website, which I'm also rebranding. So that'll be till like April. And then that month I'll have my spring summer line. So yeah, I mean, this is going to be like, you know, production here. I know that sustainability is also important to you. So explain a little bit about the upcycling that you do with other clothing items as well that aren't necessarily in the original. Well, I mean, that's kind of how I started designing was through this upcycling. I just started by repurposing my own clothes, just going into my closet and cutting things up and just making them new again. And then I started doing that consistently for a party I went to like every Saturday at this place called House of Secrets in DC. And I would just make a new outfit every week to wear 
wear there. And then all of a sudden, that's how the singer Deborah Bond, she saw me, she's like, I like what you're wearing. Can you make me something? And then I started doing trunk shows. So I've always started with remaking clothes. So in order for me to get inspired to create, if I feel that I have a little bit of a slump, I will start by remaking something to get my creativity flow back again, so to speak. And also with Them Be Fashion, I purchased textiles that are kind of the leftover from larger bolts of material. So I still try to keep the minimal amount of waste possible. I literally go quote unquote dumpster diving <laughs> in this one shop in Bourne that just has barrels of random pieces of material. And that's how I create. So if there's only four meters of this, I'm buying four meters. And when it's gone, then that's it. I move on to the next. My sustainability is more like using what's already there as opposed to saying I'm going to create more organic cotton. I'm just like, I'm just going to use what we have already. A lot of people put sustainable on their clothing, but for example, cotton is not sustainable at all. Aside from your fashion design, you're also a private chef and oversee the central kitchen at Barcelona-based restaurant Spice. You offer brunches under the name Bajo Brunch y Mas. How did you get involved in the culinary world in the first place? Fashion is hard enough to break into, much less trying to be part of the culinary world. <laughs> Well, my mom definitely got me into the kitchen when I was like 15. She started working and kind of said, well, I have a job now, you cook the food. And then I probably worked in my first restaurant in college, but it was like as a hostess. Then little by little, I started moving into being the server. And then I become friends with the chef because I love to eat food. And then I was like, can I come into the kitchen and see what you're doing? And then I was like, can I come and work for free one day? Cause I want to learn how to chop things properly. And then little by little, I just started working in better and better restaurants after that, learning more about food, trying to cook, traveling. Food and fashion just seem to go very well together because you have to be creative, but you have to create something that many people will like and enjoy. With fashion, it's the right balance of shapes and colors and design. And then with food, flavors, textures, plating, and so on, I feel like they kind of all use the same ideas to create something different. In case of cooking and fashion, it sounds like you approach both in this very learning by doing way. What is your favorite thing, if you could pick one, about the process of either one? While we talk about the fashion, we're gonna stick with talking about Them Be Fashions. Tajora Them Be is gonna be at the side because with Them Be Fashions, I relate that that more to my food because just like my food, I also create different things every time. Because each dress is different. When I make food, each dish is different. Someone's like, can you make a brunch for me or do this special lunch for my friend at the house? Whatever I create for them is new. A recipe that I've never done before and my friends think that I'm crazy <laughs> because they're like, so wait, you've never made that before, but you're gonna make it for us. I was like, yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. Trying something different, exploring a new idea, creating something new. That's what I like about food and with the clothes, a new idea. I like that. Thank you very much, Melissa, and thank you for letting us see a little bit of your world. And I'm really looking forward to checking out this series and your new collection. On a personal note, thank you for everything that you do because it's very inspiring to me to work with such strong, creative, amazing women like yourself. And I'm happy to have the opportunity, thanks to the Metropolitan Culture Corner, to share your work with the rest of the world. Thank you, Metropolitan, for giving me the chance to showcase the work of the incredibly creative people who live in our fascinating city. Some of the people I've interviewed since we started this series in March 2020 are friends and colleagues like Melissa, 
and some are professional acquaintances, some are total strangers, but all of them, each one of them inspires me so much. And I hope you too. So tune in next month, tune in every month for more amazingness from the Metropolitan Culture Corner. Make sure to subscribe to Metropolitan's official YouTube channel to catch the latest interview and or check out the Metropolitan SoundCloud page to hear all the interviews as convenient podcasts. See you all next time and remember to buy local. Cheers. <laughs>